Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish uh, leaders said to the man who had been healed, It's the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick up, pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So we're continuing our series this morning, um, Facing the Unknown, thinking about the story of the healing at the pool, found uniquely in John's Gospel. I always feel it's good to try to picture the scene a little. I've never been to Jerusalem, but I can imagine that it is and it was hot and dusty. And we know that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals, possibly Passover, possibly Tabernacles, we don't know. I can imagine though that Jesus was perhaps focused on those celebrations to come, both for the festivities and celebrations, but also the uh, what he was going to say and what he was going to speak about. We're told that Jesus was going into the city and passing or maybe walking through the colonnades that surrounded the pool called Bethesda. It must have been quite an impressive sight. It was certainly a busy place. We're told that there were many people there with disabilities, blind, lame, paralysed, maybe sitting on the steps into the pool or lying among the colonnades. There's no doubt there was hustle, there was bustle, there was a lot going on and it was also the Sabbath and Jesus as a rabbi wanted to get into the city a chance, an opportunity to teach and preach with the authority that only he possessed. Maybe to enter the temple, to see if the money changers were there, to see if his father's house was a, was a place of worship or a marketplace. An opportunity to show the power of God's kingdom in Jerusalem by performing signs and wonders. But on his way into the city, he stops. And why does he stop? He stops because he sees someone who's been an invalid for 38 years. Or rather, he finds that out from the man himself. He didn't stop and heal everyone in the colonnade. But for some reason, Jesus stops because he recognises the man maybe, maybe he's seen him before, 
maybe he's seen his particular need we don't know maybe there was something in his demeanor which touched Jesus with compassion you know how it is you can be in a situation where there are many people around and yet one person connects with another sometimes that's love across a crowded room eyes meet but it happens when there is need to a connection with a specific person I've experienced that and I'm sure many of you will have done so maybe these are moments of God-given encounters for us to be Jesus for the Holy Spirit to work through us and this man is to have an encounter with the living God even though he has no idea who Jesus is unlike many of the other stories of Jesus healing although not you not uniquely this man expresses no faith indeed he's been coming to the pool or lying nearby for these 38 years in the hope based on uh, superstition perhaps that when the waters were stirred the first person in the pool would be healed and Jesus asks him what seems an extraordinary question given where they are and what the properties of the pool are supposed to be do you want to get well you might expect the answer to be yes yes of course I want to get well why do you ask can you help me but far from seeing either Jesus as a source of healing he bemoans his lot we read there's nobody to help me in the pool when the water is stirred and he focuses on the water as the possible cure many years ago now I attended a weekend called the beginning experience for divorced widowed and separated people which was an opportunity to begin to work through and understand the grief of those events part of the process is to write a letter of closure to your uh, ex-partner or deceased partner on my first weekend I wrote something but it was not a letter of closure I was not ready I think I was still a bit in denial and blaming my ex for our separation rather than seeing the bigger picture however I joined the team that coordinated the weekends and on the next weekend I heard people's stories and was upset myself because their stories resonated with mine and one of the team came to me and sat with me and listened she said to me do you still love your ex I said yes she said to you do you trust her I said no she said go and write your letter which I did my grief didn't end in that moment but my letter opened the door to forgiveness to, to new life and new opportunities open to me my team team member was Jesus to me she showed me compassion and understanding and helped me to see that healing started with me taking the first step Jesus offered this man who was physically paralyzed the same chance as I had when I was emotionally stuck 
Jesus says to the man, get up, pick up your mat and walk. My mat was my letter. My healing was just as real as being able to stand or walk again, maybe for the first time. So I wonder who do we look to for healing? We all need healing at some point in our lives. Uh, we're imperfect people and we can be just as disabled through emotional turmoil as through any physical condition. This paralysed man was healed physically in a miraculous way to dem demonstrate who Jesus was and is. And Jesus slips away into the crowd and the man has no idea who he was. But later, Jesus finds the man in the temple. Presumably, he's gone there to worship God, to thank him for his healing. We don't know, but we can perhaps presume that. And we are reminded that ultimately Jesus' purpose is not for our physical well-being, but our spiritual well-being. Because Jesus says to the man, see, you are well again. But then he says, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. You see, Jesus had made the man well physically and demonstrated his power in doing that. But the question he asks all of us is the one he asked of this man. Do you want to get well? Because maybe what was holding this man back still was the resentment and unforgiveness. After all, perhaps he still held on to grudges and bitterness since he said nobody had helped him at all to get into the water apparently over those last 38 years. When I wrote my letter on that week weekend, it was the start of a path with Jesus to truly forgiving and letting go. I could not have managed that without his help. That path to freedom began by saying yes to Jesus and continued by following him and his ways. It's not an easy path, but it is one that brings life. I wonder, do you want to be whole, to be free, to live life and live it to the full? If you answer to the question is yes, you can do that not through following the pattern of this world, but by following the life and teachings of Jesus by recognising who he is and picking up your mat and following him. In the message in uh, Romans 12, 1 to 2, we read this and it kind of summarises everything about living a different life. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life you're sleeping, eating, going to walk, work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. 
readily recognise what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. What do we need to be healed? What do we need to do to be healed? We need to recognise and follow Jesus, and that requires action. What will we do, I wonder, to help someone be well? Will we take time and recognise a need, as Jesus did, and show compassion? Standing at the feet of the miracle maker 